0: I'm DeWitt Bingham. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show, where we discuss all things social and criminal justice related, from the front end to the back end, and everything in between. You have a right to remain silent, because anything you say can and will be held against you. You have a right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed for you. You're in the self-incrimination protection zone, where there is no cruel and unusual punishment, no illegal search and seizure. The exclusionary rule has you covered. So sit back, relax, and become soul on this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show. I'm DeWitt Bingham, your host. Thank you for tuning in to the show that discusses all things social justice and criminal justice, where the goals are to inform you, the American citizen, of your constitutional rights, to provide educational and occupational guidance to high school and college students, and to be a voice for change. I'm excited about today's show because we have three emerging adults who are going to enlighten you on today's episode. So, without any further ado, I introduce to some and present to others, Ms. Emily Phillips, Ms. Kaylee McDaniel, and Mr. Brandon Loftus. <laughs> Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hello. Howdy.
0: Good evening. All right. <laughs> Excellent. The title of today's show is The Supreme Court and Biden versus Nebraska. So let's get right into it, guys. Segment one. Segment one is for the educational and occupational guidance of high school and college students. The way we accomplish this is by having our guests introduce themselves. So if you would tell the audience where you were born and raised, what high school you attended, your major or planned major, why you enrolled in the course and give us one career goal. Starting with you, Emily.
2: Um, I was born and raised in Hayworth, Illinois, so not too far from uh normal.
0: <laughs> Hayworth? Um, Hayworth I, Hornets. But you didn't go to you didn't go to Hayworth High School, did you?
2: Yes, I did.
0: You did? Awesome. Yeah. You were, so you were Hayworth Hornet? Yeah. Man, I love Hayworth High School. Reminds me of Crystal uh, City, Missouri, one of the cities that I grew up in. They were Crystal City Hornets. Sorry, Emily, go ahead.
2: No, you're fine. I am planning on majoring in psychology. I started as gen eds and then kind of leaned towards that major. Um, I enrolled in this course because I thought it was good to have some background knowledge on how the justice system works, and uh, I feel like it could help me in understanding people as well. Um, and then a career goal is mainly just to help people with their mental health. I plan on being some type of counselor. So, um, yeah. All right. That's pretty much about me.
0: Excellent. All right.
1: Kaylee? I went to Havana High School. My major right now, I'm not going to say it's undecided because I am leaning towards more vet tech. Um, I'm in this class just to try it out, just to see what else sparks my interest, just to see what else is out there besides a whole bunch of science classes and all that. A career goal for me, since I want to go into vet tech, I would like to start working at a vet office like this summer after I'm done with classes in May. So
0: Wonderful. All right.
3: Brandon? My name is Brendan Loftus. I was was born in Finley, Ohio. I've lived a little bit of everywhere. Favorite places I've lived are Miami, Washington, D.C., and uh, I now live in Bloomington. Not as cool as some other places I've lived, but it's nice. Okay. I went to uh, El Paso Gridley High School. I'm a criminal justice and accounting major, and I was told I needed this class, and it seemed interesting, so I hopped on the the bus, as they say. My goals, I have two for my civilian job. I hope to work for the police department and then maybe join a three-letter agency, see how that goes. Okay. And for my my military goal, I want to go to ranger school.
0: Okay. So are you in the military? I am. I've been in for five years. Wonderful. Thank you for your service. All right. So y'all know, if y'all claiming that y'all are undecided, or you're mm-hmm. sh- not sure, you know, Mr. Bingham going to be trying to coerce you. Using a little bit of force to get into the criminal justice system because the criminal justice system needs good people like (laughs) y'all. All right. Excellent. Moving on. Segment two, constitutional rights. Segment two is to inform the public of their constitutional rights. But before we have each of you tell us what your favorite constitutional right is, let's remind the audience that the title of today's episode is The Supreme Court and Biden versus Nebraska. A little bit about how the court works. The United States Constitution established the Supreme Court. In 1789, Congress passed the Judiciary Act, and over 200 years ago, the court officially met for the first time in 1790. Parties who are not satisfied with the decision of a lower court must petition the United States Supreme Court to hear their case. The primary means to petition the court for review is to ask it to grant a writ of certiorari. Supreme Court justices hear oral arguments and make decisions on cases granted certiorari. Typically, each party receives 30 minutes of argument time to persuade the justices their interpretation of the law is correct. They are usually cases in controversy from law appeals courts. The court receives between 7,000 and 8,000 petitions each term and hears oral arguments in about only 80 of those cases. By law, the Supreme Court term begins on the first Monday in October and remains in session until late June or early July. A term is traditionally divided between sittings and intervening recesses. A sitting is when justices hear cases and deliver opinions. An intervening recess is when they consider the business before the court and craft their decisions, called opinions. These alternate every two weeks. You do have to frame your petition as a violation of your constitutional rights, such as illegal search seizure, cruel and unusual punishment, failure to due process under the law. Finally, cases can reach the court in one of three ways: an appeal from a federal circuit court, an appeal from a state supreme court, or through the court's original jurisdiction. Bottom line is that the Supreme Court is independent and has discretion to decide which cases it will hear. In short, that is how the court works and some historicity about the court. I've asked my guests today to not only come prepared to answer the standard questions in segment one, two, and three, but also to come prepared to discuss the Biden v. Nebraska case. A little history on this case. On February 28th, the Supreme Court heard arguments in two cases about the Biden administration's proposed student loan forgiveness program Biden versus Nebraska and United States Department of Education versus Brown. The cases focused on two key questions Do the petitioners meet the constitutional requirement for standing or injury from the policy? And does the Department of Education have the legal authority to forgive student loan debt? Depending on the court's decision, millions of Americans will have a substantial share, if not all, of their student loans forgiven. Even Mr. Bingham or his daughter. <laughs> so, question to my wonderful students that are guests today. What is your opinion on the case? Beginning with you, Brandon.
3: I like it. Uh, I hadn't heard much about it. I spent a year overseas, so I'm trying to catch back up. But... I read the Wikipedia page before this, and what I've read so far, I I seem to agree with it. I think it'll be very interesting to see how it unfolds.
2: All right. Uh, Emily? I personally like it as well, just because I think that people should be able to attend college and not have to live um, with the debt for their next 50 years of life. I mean, people (laughs) cannot get ahead in life because of the debt that's held over their head. Um, So I believe that everyone, no matter their social class, should be able to attend college. Wonderful. that's pretty much the main basis of it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Excellent. Kaylee? I at least think if we're not
1: going to at least get student loan forgiveness, schooling should be at least cheaper. Like I feel like that's a, that's like the main reason why a lot of people don't go to school because of how expensive it is and how much debt they're going to be paying off. Like you're literally just going to be living, to go to school, to work, just to pay off that student loan debt. Like, that's not, like, that's why a lot of people don't want to go to school because they're like, I don't want to pay off a bunch of debt. And it's like, well, I understand. But, like, in the same sense, like, a lot of careers require you to have higher now than a bachelor's degree. And, like, that is really pricey to go to school for that long. So, like, it'd be very nice if this could go through (laughs) for a lot of us.
0: Wonderful. And so, Kaylee, would you would you agree that helping individuals through college might possibly help them economically?
1: Yeah, possibly.
0: Okay, because is, is that what you are saying, that if a person has that degree and they actually get a better job? then yeah. financially they'll feel better about themselves they won't know they won't where they just
1: are. feel like they're working to pay off their student debt for the right. rest of their lives like i mean that's yeah. what i honestly am already feeling like like i'm just gonna be working and just paying off all my debts like i have nothing really to look forward to like <laughs> i mean that's not that's not a way to live my
2: opinion so i really hope this goes through okay emily you were gonna say um i was agreeing with her i do a Agree. Like you're basically just working to pay off the debts that you went to college to get your degree for. I mean, it's kind of backwards in my opinion. Debt. I mean, it can ruin your credit score. It can do a bunch of things and it's just held over your head your whole life. And I don't really think that's fair.
0: All right. Did you want to say anything else, Brandon? I just, I concur. I, I
3: agree. I believe an educated society is a better society. And I think in the long terms, this will have more benefits.
0: Awesome. Okay. Let me get on my soapbox because y'all know I'm about to, right?
3: (laughs) The floor is yours.
0: Thank you, sir. I personally believe that there are certain people of the American society, society who don't care if people are in poverty, don't care about solving the crime problem, don't care about solving the problem of violence, and don't care about solving the drug problem because if they did, They wouldn't fight against the Biden administration's attempt to help financially struggling people. The two main questions are standing, which in short means, who does it hurt? And authority, in short, means, is there a legal basis for the program? Here are some facts as to who the loan forgiveness program will help. Up to one third of the 45 million people holding federal student loans could see their debts forgiven. A Wharton study found that about 75% of the debt relief will go to households making less than $82,000 a year. It helps the working class. Nobody said anything about the PPP loans that were given out and forgiven. Y'all familiar with the PPP loans?
1: No, I won't no. lie to you. I won't lie to you. No. Okay.
0: All right. No No worries. The PPP loan was loans that were given out the individuals who had businesses and, oh. and they actually did not have to pay that back. All right. Helping people with loan forgiveness doesn't cause injury to Marjorie Taylor green and nobody else. As a matter of fact, Marjorie Taylor green who always in front of the camera on Capitol Hill had a $183,000 loan that was forgiven, but yet She'll be the first one to say that nobody should have their student loan forgiven. So don't everybody go and get on your high horse, pull out your moral compass, and give me the old fairness argument because Mr. Bingham don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that because there was nothing fair about slavery, Jim Crow, separate but equal, Plessy v. Ferguson, Dred Scott, Gaines versus Canada, and a whole lot of other case situations. I know that was a lot. (laughs) but i do want to know what your favorite constitutional right is beginning with you kaylee
1: mine is the sixth moment because it it's the rights for all and it gives equality in the courtroom like for me let's say for me i got in trouble i don't got the money to pay a good lawyer or anything like that so like i'm guaranteed that
0: Wonderful. So that's I like it. Okay. All right. So basically what you're saying, Kaylee, is that even if you don't have a whole lot of money. Yeah. Your constitutional right allows you to have representation. Mhm. Okay, very good. All right. Brandon, got to be the 14th Amendment. Okay. <laughs> Due process under the law. Yep. Okay. What what would be your reason for that? I just when I was
3: learning about them, I think the part that stuck out to me was the quote, I have it pulled up. I came ready. All (laughs) persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. I feel like when they enacted that, it was such a genius idea because it it helped bring people to America.
0: Awesome, man. Wonderful.
2: Okay, Emily. Uh, I also said the 14th Uh, I just believe that no matter who a person is, they should be able to have constitutional rights in America um, because we are supposedly supposed to be a free country. So, you know, everyone's born equal or, you know, supposed to be like that. But, um, yeah, I do agree with some of Brendan's points as well. Excellent. Let
0: me ask all three of y'all. Brendan said and and Emily said the 14th Amendment. Uh, Kaylee said the Sixth Amendment. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts on the fact that the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Don't get me started.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm with her on this one. This is a, of worms. This is
0: a brother. A, of worms. a brother's with the sister on on overturning
2: Roe v. Wade. Oh my goodness. It's awful. I mean, it's been in, it's been in place for so long and now we're in the, you know, we're in 2022 and 2023 and now it's getting overturned. It just seems like everything's going backwards.
0: Okay. So it, Emily, it very heated. so Emily, <laughs> let me ask you this and I'll ask Brandon and it don't, this doesn't apply to, to Brent, Brandon, because he's not a woman, but he will soon have a wife and he may have uh female siblings, but, Are you concerned or does that concern you about health care? The fact that it's actually legislating a woman's body. Is that something that concerns you? It it
2: very much concerns me. Like I was talking with my mom about it, you know, her growing up, it was in place, you know, women could get health care rights, you know, it was already, but then now her daughters don't have them. So it's, it's just very backwards. And also like, it is a health care, you know, it's, oh, I can't even, but yes, um, I do believe it. it's it's not a good thing. I mean, legislating women's bodies, we're not doing that to men, so it's kind of like we're going back in history, but yeah, no, I'll let Brendan speak now.
0: Okay, Brendan, the floor is yours. Uh, is
3: this where I plead my Fifth
0: Amendment rights? Okay. Mm-hmm. Get
1: self-incrimination?
0: I'm playing. I'm playing. Oh, no, no, I'm playing,
3: I'm playing. <laughs> I totally agree. People are going to do what they're going to do, and you just can't take away that that option from females. It takes away the safer option, and all you're going to do is just see more, like, alleyway abortions that have a greater chance of injuries. And mm-hmm. that's just my two senses. They're going to get and it whether general. they want to or not. It's whether they want to get it safely or not.
1: Yeah, but in general, I feel like our, I don't know, our healthcare system, I feel like it's gone downhill by, like, a lot. Like, not just with this situation, but like just in general. I feel like doctors leave out a lot of things that they're not telling us.
0: One of the things that I'm hearing is that this whole thing with Roe v. Wade, they want to lock up the Mm -hmm. women and put everything on the woman, but they don't want to do nothing to the man. What you think about that? (sighs)
1: I don't know. I won't lie to you. I have heard stuff about this, but I haven't heard a lot about it because I don't really stay in the loop about this kind of stuff because okay. it's very controversial. This is a very controversial. This is straightforward. I mean, it's a woman's body, so a woman should be able to do what she wants to her body. Like, a man should not have a say in it or not. It is not his body. He's not responsible of the woman's body. It is my body, not yours. So, like... That's my opinion. If I want an abortion, I should get an abortion. That and if I'm paying for it, you're gonna do it. Like that's simple as that. Like
0: Okay. All right. Emily, were you gonna add it to add to that?
2: <laughs> um, I was just gonna say, like, the fact that doctors are being terminated or being put in prison because they're helping women make decisions in their own life is just it's so bizarre to me. It just doesn't even make sense. And like The fact that the Supreme Court can make that decision for us without thinking about the people. I mean, all the protests and everything, it's like, how can you not think about the people? And the fact that the Supreme Court, I mean, they're on there for their lifetime. I mean, people, you can't get new people on there. So it's, you're just stuck with those people (laughs) on the Supreme Court. So it's, I just feel like it's not about the people. It's what the Supreme Court says, but... It's just my opinion. Go ahead, girl.
0: Come on down on the highest court in the lane.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll
0: stop. All right. No, cool. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Excellent, guys. All right. Moving on to the final segment. Segment three being a voice for change. As if y'all haven't already been a voice for change. As an emerging adult who grew up in a predominantly white America, what say? Kaylee, Brandon, and Emily about white supremacy and Black Lives Matter. Begin with you, Kaylee.
1: White supremacy does definitely exist for sure. A hundred percent, which is ridiculous because it is 2023. And we thought we got over this by like the 1900s and everything in there in between. But no, we have not. I don't understand it. I can't wrap my mind around it. We all bleed the same blood. We are all human. Like we all have feelings like we're not I mean, white supremacy starting to act like more like animals than anything. Like, I guess we're not the same. Like, want to make racial discrimination. I mean, no, we're all the same. Like, seriously, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Like, let's
2: get over ourselves. All right. Emily? It's in in our history. You know, it's still prevalent today. I mean, it's written in our history. I mean, you read. I mean, it's it's history of America. And so it's bizarre that it's still prevalent today because you know again i mean we should get over ourselves like everyone is human so i just i don't get it but it is still very prevalent today and i think like the last president people were just allowed to express it a little bit more you don't have to add it in there but that's just my opinion um people are just with social media and things like that people are able to connect with each other about these type of things on like Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And they're openly allowed to talk about their racist opinions. And it's it's just very easy to find people like you on the internet. So So are you saying,
0: are you saying Emily, that a lot of it has to do with the fact that the last president in in many people's opinion was racist. And so then other people came out of the woodwork or is that what you're saying? (laughs) Don't let Mr. Uh, Pinger put words in your mouth now.
2: No, no, that is what I'm saying. And people, since the last president, it was now allowed to be loud about their opinion. That was not socially acceptable. So now they think it's okay because they're allowed to come under the rock, come out of the rock. So that's just my opinion. You don't have to act in there.
0: All right. Very good. Uh, Brandon? You know,
3: I joined the Army, and they told me one thing. We all wear green. We all bleed red. And- I agreed with I've always thought that I agree with it. I think it's the fairest way to look at life. It shouldn't matter what color my skin is, what my hair looks like, what my eyes look like. I mean, we all got feelings, we all got emotions. It is what it is. I do agree with Emily that the internet has removed it's removed the ability to like hide it, I would say, cuz with how vast the internet is, you could just look up whatever you want and find people that will tell you exactly what you want to hear.
0: Excellent, Brandon. Excellent. Okay, so now let me go around the horn, beginning with you, Kaylee, on mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, BLM.
1: Well, yeah, for sure. Definitely Black Lives Matter. Like, why wouldn't they? Like, or just like any color of skin. I'm excluding white people right now. Uh, but any color of skin, Asian, I mean, nope. I, any color, yes, BLM does matter. Okay. Like I said earlier, and like Brandon said, we all bleed blood. We all have feelings. we're all We're human beings. Your life matters
2: just as much as mine.
0: Excellent, Kaylee. Emily.
2: Uh yeah. Well, of course. Um, I just think that we have to put more notice on Black Lives Matter because it's been so, you know, not looked at throughout these past years and things like that. So I think it's important that it's heard throughout America because it is a very important. We see it in the news all the time. It's very important to understand and educate yourself about it.
3: All right, Randy. I love it. I agree. You know, we we, if you have a broken bone, that's what you should pay attention to and not describing you guys to a broken bone. But it's just figure of speech. You know, we uplift people like Mike Tyson and Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And then we'll go and then we just treat everyone badly. And it just it doesn't make sense to me.
0: Okay, guys, uh, as everybody that is a guest on the show, what is it that you would like to see the Biden administration accomplish? Beginning with you, Brandon.
3: Accomplish? Yeah. He's got to do something about this war in Ukraine. Okay, I, I don't stand with that at all. Oh, you don't? No, I just.
0: Oh, so so they,
3: you? They were just they were just chilling there, doing their own thing, and Putin was like, "Yeah, no, I need it. Give me your land."
0: Oh, okay. So you saying that you don't agree with it? No. Okay.
3: All right. I, I do not agree with it.
0: Oh, okay. Excellent, my man. And, I thought you was. I thought. I thought you was coming down <laughs> on the other side there for a minute. Oh no 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 no. no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Kaylee?
1: Uh, I would like to see it fulfill the needs of college students through the loan
2: forgiveness, like we talked about. So hopefully, yeah, that comes through. Okay. Emily? Even though it's going to be difficult because there's going to be opposition on the other side, I do want to see women's rights be more secured, of course, you know, because I'm a woman. But yeah, that's mainly my big thing. I think it's trying. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Okay. Because I know that Emily, as I mentioned, your survey was the only one that I seen, and man, you had the top three lineup <laughs> police reform, social oh, justice, yeah. and women's rights. Any thoughts on cannabis, marijuana?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Marijuana is legal in the state of Illinois. Do you think that it should be legal federally speaking, beginning with you, Emily?
2: I do believe it should be federalized because. Our prison system, first off, is screwed up because we have so many Americans in prison, you know, for marijuana crimes. They're not really crimes, but, you know, they're just sitting in there for, you know, holding marijuana. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I believe that marijuana should be legalized. Kaylee?
1: Uh, yes. I mean, yeah, they found that it can be used medically. So, like, and it's legal everywhere else. So why not make it legal federally? Like, that doesn't make sense. So, like, yes, I agree that it should be.
0: Okay, and last but not least, Brandon? I'm all for it. Send it. What? (laughs) You thought I'd be the one to debate that? I did. I was in high school once. (laughs) Okay, then. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Some historicity on the Supreme Court. My students' opinions on Biden v. Nebraska, the student loan forgiveness plan, and how to make America a better place to live. Until next time. Keep living your best life. God bless and God speak.